This is Iron Sports, True Oldies Channel. I'm Mike Balsamo. Time to bring in Dr. Roto. You know him from this show. We've had him on before. He's our resident fantasy guru. You can follow him online at Dr. Roto. Also get to his website, drroto.com. Dr. Roto, thank you so much for joining us today. And, and I'll start off with the question that might win your fantasy league for you. So we've seen this in years past. And last year, Cooper Cup was a guy that you could get in the third, possibly fourth round of your draft that might have won the entire league for you. He was phenomenal. Do you have a player that you're looking for this year in that range, that third, fourth, maybe even fifth round that you think is going to well overperform their draft slot and maybe propel your team to the top? Yeah, I think two names come to mind. First is Cortland Sutton from the Denver Broncos. I mean, he's never had a quarterback like Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson is going to be throwing the ball there. Nathaniel Hackett's the new coach. And uh, they're not going to be running the ball that much. I mean, they have Javante Williams, sure, and they have Melvin Gordon. But Sutton and Jerry Judy are weapons that Wilson can really use downfield. And I know that he's making a tremendous connection with Sutton in training camp. So I think he's one. I think D.J. Moore is another one. Don't laugh, but Baker Mayfield may be the best quarterback that T.J. Moore has played with. (laughs) I will laugh, but it's true. (laughs) It's true. I mean, Sam Newton's horrible. I mean, uh, Sam Darnold's horrible. P.J. Walker's horrible. So, I mean, Baker Mayfield has a lot of reasons to play well. So, I mean, I'm looking at at D.J. Moore as a 90-target, maybe 100-target, 1,000-yard, 6-7 touchdown kind of guy, which I think if you can get those guys in rounds three and four, you are really making out at your draft. So, it's interesting you bring up – you know, Nathaniel Hackett and a totally new offensive scenario in Denver. I think we have the same thing happening in Minnesota. And people can knock Kirk Cousins for his lack of performance, you know, in big primetime games. But last year through like 11 weeks of fantasy, he was one of the top five quarterbacks. What's your outlook on Kirk Cousins now going into a system that actually wants to cater to Kirk Cousins as opposed to just running the ball? Are you high on him or more high than you would be normally? Yeah, so let's just say this. Mike Zimmer was running a prehistoric offense. I think it was like <laughs> the Ty- Tyrannosaurus Rex there, other dinosaurs. And at halftime, you would see Kirk Cousins going like 16 for 20 for 220 yards and two touchdowns, right? And at the end of the game, he'd be going 18 for 22 for 222 yards and two touchdowns. And you're like, what happened there? Kevin O'Connell is going to run a dynamic offense. He knows Kirk Cousins from back in the days in Washington. He's been the coordinator for Matt Stafford in, in, with the Rams. This team's offense is going to be fantastic. So let me just say this with Cousins. The two quarterbacks that I have the most shares of, and I'm in 25 leagues, guys. Crazy, right? 25 leagues. I would think my quarterbacks are either Lamar Jackson or Kirk Cousins in about 22 of them. That's how committed I am to those two guys. So, Justin Jefferson, I've taken number one overall a couple of times. I love Adam Thielen. And don't forget a guy named K.J. Osborne who will be out there as their third receiver. And should Thielen or Jefferson get hurt, Osborne's legitimate you know, number one or number two receiver on, on a team. So I really like the Vikings this year. And Kirk Cousins finishing top three in touchdown passes wouldn't shock me at all. We're speaking with Dr. Roto. You want to win your fantasy league? Go to drroto.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Dr. Roto. So one of the things that scares me, Dr. Roto, is people changing scenarios, totally new systems, new quarterbacks. And we're going to see more of that this year with wide receivers than I can ever remember. A lot of wide receivers in new places. Devontae Adams, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson. How do you grade a guy 
who you've never seen in a system before with a new quarterback. What's your thoughts on guys like this? Well, you know, so look, I think people are worried about Devontae Adams. Maybe he loses 10% of, of what he had in the past with Rodgers. But look, he's like BFF with Derek Carr. So, I mean, I don't see a regression there. Allen Robinson played with Blake Bortles and Mitch <laughs> Trubisky. Now you go to a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Thank you. Yes, please. Uh, the Tennessee Titans didn't like throwing the ball much either. Now they're going on offense with Jalen Hurts where he's the featured guy and he's going to have opportunities. So I think the question is more this. Are guys going to better situations or worse situations? All the guys you named are going to better situations. It's guys like Robert Woods, right, who go from Matthew Stafford to Ryan Tannehill. That's a situation you want to stay away from because that's a big downgrade. You mentioned the Tennessee Titans and – one of the stalwarts of fantasy running backs has been Derrick Henry for years. And I see Derrick Henry dropping in a lot of drafts. I, I see him going at the end of the first round. What's your thoughts on Derrick Henry? He's getting older, but is he still a guy you can trust at the top of your draft to, you know, take you to the, the, the running back paradise that we want? So, look, there are three major types of leagues. There's standard leagues, there's half-point PPR leagues, and there's PPR leagues. PPR stands for point per reception. In a standard league where there's no point per reception, Derrick Henry is still a top five player. In a half point PPR, I'd argue he's still a top five, seven point you know, player. But in a PPR format, he just doesn't catch enough passes anymore. And Ryan Tannehill, sadly, seeing ghosts from last year's playoff game where he was a, a train wreck <laughs> out there, guys. So now you don't have A.J. Brown. Ryan Tannehill seeing ghosts. So if you're the opposing de defensive coordinator, are you not stacking the box with eight guys to stop Derrick Henry? Because you're not really worried about Robert Woods and Traylon Burks on the outside? I know I am. So that's why smart players are saying Der Derrick Henry's good, but he's not great in fantasy this year. So you mentioned Traylon Burks. And so what are you looking at as a, as a forecast for these rookie wide receivers? It seems like oftentimes... 85, 90% of them really don't do much in their first year. Who's some rookie wide receivers that we can target, especially they always go a little bit later than, than they should, that might be able to you know, significantly help your fantasy team? Right. I mean, there's not too many Odell Beckhams and Jamar Chases out there, right? I mean, those guys, you can count them on a hand. So this year, I do like Burks. Uh, I do like Drake London. I do like Chris Olave. I have a lot of them on my teams. Uh, I don't have any Garrett Wilson. Why? Because I think the Jets have Elijah Moore. I think the Jets, you know, have some issues for like they've always had for years. But I think my number one guys out of that group, I like Olave uh, a lot. I think he's a very talented receiver. And I think he's in a situation where he doesn't need to be the featured guy, right? Because you have Michael Thomas there. You have Jarvis Landry there. So I think with Olave, I'm looking at about 55 or 60 catches. I like Drake London. I just don't like the offense that much. Do I think he gets about 55 or 60 catches? I do. My favorite may actually be Traylon Burks because I think he's a serious mismatch because other teams, number one quarterback, are going to be covering Robert Woods. So Burks, especially against Giants in week one, Giants are terrible on the back end. Are you <laughs> telling me that Burks is not bigger, faster, stronger, whatever, than the Giants secondary? He is. Don't be shocked to see him catch 80 yards and a touchdown in week one. Dr. Roto's joining us here on Ira on Sports. Win your fantasy league at drroto.com. Follow him on Twitter at Dr. Roto. One final thing before I turn this over to Ira. So I keep seeing people in one quarterback leagues kind of being a little weird about this. And, you know, um, I don't think my backup quarterback's good enough. 
what kind of stock do you put into backup quarterbacks and things like this in, in a one quarterback league? Do you forego it for other skill position players or do you put some stock in, Hey, I do need a backup to Justin Herbert or, you know, Lamar Jackson. So to me, it all depends on how many rounds your league has in your draft. I play in both 16 round drafts and 20 round drafts. If I'm in a 16 round draft, I carry one quarterback only. Okay, one, because I'm going to pound the receivers and pound the, uh, the running backs. I want six receivers, six running backs, one tight end, one quarterback. That's all I want. In a 20-round draft, I may take a second. But I think the biggest rookie mistake, I was doing a high-stakes draft yesterday, guys. Somebody took, I think it was Kyler Murray in round eight, and then they took Aaron Rodgers in 10. What are you <laughs> thinking? What are you thinking? I mean, that's literally dumb fantasy football, and I hate using that word. But, I mean, it's just like, you know, I took Kirk Cousins, I think, in 10, and I took Jameis Winston in 18, right? So why do I need Aaron Rodgers? Am I, I mean, is, so if you have Kyler Murray, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Justin Herbert, go get a Matt Ryan, go get a Jameis Winston at the end of your draft. Go and get, if you take, like, a Trey Lance or a Derek Carr, it feels to me like you're wasting a pick because that's when you could be getting a sleeper Right, get your sleeper running back in round thirteen or fourteen. Don't be taking your second quarterback. Ira, what do you have for Doctor Roto? Um, just a couple of questions. First of all, is the Dolphins? I mean, I don't think there's a team that people talk about more than, and the name is Tua, Tua, Tua. What's he going to do? How all is he going to happen? And what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? And where are you picking those, or where you where would you pick those two wide receivers in the next in the draft? So I'm going to do something here called backwards design, okay? If I think that Tyreek Hill is going to catch, you know, 1,000 yards, and I think Jalen Waddell could have, you know, close to 1,000 yards, and I think Jasicki could have close to 600 yards, how is Tua going to be bad, right? And we, all, we all don't <laughs> like Tua, but at the same time, if you like all these other skill players, somebody, and it ain't going to be Teddy Bridgewater, is going to get them to that point, right? So I think Tua is severely undervalued. Now, what I really like about the Dolphins, I'm going to give them a compliment, and then I'm going to tell you why you want to avoid them in fantasy. I love Mike McDaniel. I really do. I think this guy's insightful, and he has been under Kyle Shanahan, who is the best play caller in the NFL. He's brought over Chase Edmonds. He's brought over Mostert. I love that as a running game there. Uh, I like the, I love Tyreek Hill, I love Waddle, and Jasicki's fine, and Cedric Wilson was a good pickup from the Cowboys. Now, here's the problem. In fantasy football, we thrive on consistency, right? We thrive on Jalen Waddle last year getting eight or nine catches for 90 yards every week. But now with Tyreek there, some weeks Tyreek is going to have the big week, some weeks Waddle's going to have the big week, some weeks they're going to run the ball. I don't think you know from week to week who's going to be that star and that's the problem in fantasy. So what I'm saying to everybody is this. If your league has a playoff spot for total points, like it doesn't at the end of the season, if you're one of the teams who has like the six most points in your league and you can get in the playoffs, then I like those guys. But if you're in a straight league where it's only done by record, you may have some weeks where Waddle and or Hill disappoint you because one of them is going four for 45 while the other one's going 10 for 120 and two touchdowns. That's the problem. And what about Jacksonville this year? I mean, we're Florida-centric because our season here is in Florida, but last year was a complete mess. But are you looking for Trevor Lawrence to step up? Are you looking like someone like Travis Etienne on that team? I see him going much higher than, than I mean, I expect. I don't know. But the point is that where do you see Jacksonville this year? Yeah, so look, 
Urban Meyer was a complete mess. And if you do any reading on what happened there, it was just an embarrassment. Maybe the worst coaching hire in the history of football. And that's, that's pretty big to say, right? <laughs> I love Trevor Lawrence this year. I do. I think he's too talented to fail. Travis Etienne, I was taking the third round of drafts. He's been pushed up to round two in many high-stakes leagues, but I really like him. I love Christian Kirk. I don't like what they paid Christian Kirk. They overpaid him, but he's a solid receiver. I'll give you a guy that nobody's talking about. Zay Jones, they paid this dude $8 million a year, and he's their third receiver there now. I think he's sneaky. And if Evan Engram can actually learn how to catch a football, he's going to have opportunities too. So, And plus, take a look at that Jacksonville defense. It has gotten better every year. That pass rush has improved. The linebacking core is really good. Ola Kuhn has come over from the Falcons, and he's a tackling machine. I just think that there's something good happening in Jacksonville. It may take another year, but keep your eyeballs on the Jaguars. They're pretty interesting. And then with running backs, it seems like the running backs get hurt last year. J.K. Dobbins drafted early, injured, and they get more. It's almost you feel like you want to draft wide receivers early enough because they don't get injured as much. But then that leaves you in the later rounds to pick running backs. And then there are some good calls for running backs. There's some running backs that come out of nowhere, really, and play well. What are those running backs in those later rounds where you say, wow, they, they potentially could have a great year? Well, look, especially in PPR formats, I love Niam Hines. I think he's going to have a ton of catches for the Colts. A guy who I've gotten, so I told you I'm in 25 leagues, I think I have him in 22, is Rashad White. Rashad White is going to be the backup for Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette always misses games. This guy, Rashad White, you take a look at him. He's special. He's a special talent. I like him. I like Tyler Algier for the Atlanta Falcons. I think he emerges as a number one running back for them within the first four weeks. I like James Cook from Buffalo. I mean, this is Dalvin Cook's brother, and he's really, really fast. Khalil Herbert, another guy. I think he's honestly better than David Montgomery. So, but you can't have five of those guys on your team. You can probably have two of those guys on your team. But let me say this. You've got to have one good running back in the first three rounds. If you don't, it's going to be really hard to win this year. The uh, where on a, from a quarterback perspective, well, let's go talk PPR leagues those, in, in terms of where would you – is it – are you picking – you said you're picking Lamar Jackson – uh, early and not earlier, you're picking him as your quarterback. Where are you picking him? Are you going to go second round, third round, Mahomes no. and Allen? And are they worth it that early? No, no, no. I, I never, never, never do that. I mean, every, there's never a time I take a quarterback that early. So I'll tell you this I will look at Lamar Jackson in round six. I will look at Kirk Cousins ideally in about rounds nine or 10. I want Cousins if I can't get Lamar. So I start looking at the draft board. And I look to see how many teams have quarterbacks at that point. And so then I know when I have to pull Cousins, because if there's two teams who are drafting after me that don't have a quarterback, I can't wait all those picks to, to lose him. So Jackson in six, Cousins in nine or ten, if I, you know, or Derek Carr is another one I'm eyeing in that, those rounds. Those are the three guys I want to come home with this year. And in terms of the top-tier running backs, the Jonathan Taylors for the Colts, the Christian McCaffrey's for Carolina – not even Najee Harris of Pittsburgh, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota. Where do you rank them in the order of the top like four or five running backs? Well, look, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey number one overall. I know that sounds shocking to a lot of people. I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I believe that McCaffrey, just think of it this way, guys. If he never had a rushing yard, if he just caught out of the backfield, he'd probably be a top 10, top 12 running back just from receiving yards and receptions. So now we have the rushing yards to that. Everybody's worried about the injuries. He's never been on an operating table. He's just had tissue injuries, never been on an operating table, still like McCaffrey. 
I like Taylor just fine. I want no part of Najee Harris this year. I don't like guys with foot injuries before the season starts with bad quarterbacks and bad offensive lines. I want to give you two guys I really like. I really like DeAndre Swift, and I really love Saquon Barkley. Okay, Swift is running behind a terrific offensive line, and the skill players there are much better in Detroit. And Saquon, I believe in Brian Dable. I believe in Mike Kafka. They have nobody else there. Daniel Jones sucks. He can throw the ball about three <laughs> yards to Saquon. That's just that's by, fine by me. Saquon will go seven for 60, receiving every week, probably run for another 60 or 80 every week, and I'll be very happy to have him in my lineup. Dr. Roto, I, not only do I like your, I love your opinions and I love how you present them, and uh, I encourage everyone to go to drroto.com to get prepared. I know there's, be, there's drafts. There's some, some of my friends have drafts every single night of this week coming up to Thursday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But uh, thanks a lot for coming on Iris Sports. I really appreciate it. You got it. Good luck this season, guys.